Welcome to my secret obsession. I'm Cherish Lively, and I invite you to indulge your secret obsession by joining me as I read thriller and spicy romance that will get your heart pounding with chills and thrills. So relax, and let's take a journey together. 36. Not his first. Lexi pulled her hair back and set up a workspace at the dining room table. The grimoire and laptop lay next to each other. A soda and chips would be her sustenance, while she studied and researched everything psychic and magical. She cracked open the leather-bound book and gingerly ran her fingertips over the first page. A chronology of owners of the book was listed. Her guess was that the book had been in Cleo's family for over a hundred years. Did her mom have a grimoire? If she did, would it have better information in it since her grandparents were obviously gifted psychics? The first few pages of the book held information on various rocks and crystals. Detailed descriptions on how to use the energy from them was explained. Plants and herbs were also covered. Most of the information she'd already found on the internet. The book was filled with simple spells. Spells to help you find a lost item, to woo a lover, or for insight when facing hard decisions. None of this was life-altering. No time traveling or knowing another's thoughts. After spending most of her life avoiding her skills, here she was, studying a book filled with spells that most people would think were ridiculous. Only she knew that it wasn't ridiculous. The problem was, she needed more. Simple spells would do her no good against a killer with the power to block people from entering his mind, or the power to keep video cameras from recording him. Flipping through the grimoire was pointless. With a loud sigh, she slammed the book shut. She was in way over her head. She jumped when the doorbell rang. She'd forgotten that Evan was coming over. Scooting her chair back, she made her way to the front door. Pulling it open, she leaned against the door. Hey, I forgot you were coming. He hesitated and then said, Do you want me to come back later? She shook her head. No, it's good you're here now. Her brow furrowed when she noticed that he carried a long tube and his backpack was slung over his shoulder. Come in. What do you have? He stepped out of his shoes and left them at the door. It's a portable whiteboard. I thought we could hang it up on the wall to keep track of what we know. Maybe we can find a pattern. She led him into the dining room. This is probably the best spot for it. She pointed to a wall that had a few pictures strategically placed. How big is it? It's the biggest one. Ten by five, he said. Her mouth dropped open. That's huge! She took the two pictures down and rested them against a different wall. I hope it's big enough, he said. He secured the board with the easy-to-remove wall hooks. Lexi crossed her arms and said, Looks good. Where do we start? He began. We'll start with what we know. Evan spotted the old book on the table. What's this? A grimoire. It's full of spells. I'm borrowing it from a friend. I don't think it will help me much. Most people like me can't do what I could do, or what he can do, she added. He's a lot more powerful than I am. He's like Ivy League level, and I'm pre-K. Evan took in a deep breath, weighing his words. With very little knowledge of what you're doing, you can travel through time. I'd say you're ready for the Ivy League. Your abilities could probably destroy him. Evan set his hands on his hips. I can't believe those words came out of my mouth. He shook his head and chuckled. She laughed. I know, right? 
We're talking crazy. You are the best chance we have at stopping this man, Evan began. But I know it's dangerous for you. He paused. When you want to stop, you stop. She nodded. I appreciate that. But we're going to stop this bastard. That's right. Evan opened a file folder and pulled out some pictures and started taping them to the whiteboard. We'll start with the victims. Besides Olivia, they were all attractive brunettes with long hair. Olivia was someone that he hadn't planned for. Evan set out a map of the greater Atlanta area on the table and put a red dot on the location of each house. They're all a new saint. Yes, but Kelly is right on the line. Lexi said, pointing to the corresponding dot. What do you think? They're all within a five-mile radius of each other? She traced a triangle between the dots with her finger. Maybe even smaller. Evan drummed his fingers on the table. So does he live somewhere in here? She asked. Most likely, unless he works in this area, and that's when he finds his prey. Lexi began. He moved to single women after Anna. Why would he start with a married woman? Why not start with a single woman? She's alone. No protector, no kids to get in the way. Why choose Anna? That question punched Lexi in the gut. It didn't make sense. There had to be some reason that she was chosen. Yeah, those are great questions, he said. He took in a breath and let out a sigh. What if she wasn't his first? You think he's been doing this for a while? You think he just wants credit now? Lexi asked. Evan nodded. Yes, I think he's been doing this for years. 37. The Necklace Lexi didn't come to this side of town often, but she'd met a friend for lunch. On her way home, she spotted something that gave her the chills. Hanging from the outside of the Wolf and Baker Law Firm was the image of the wolf that stalked her when she time-jumped. Flipping on her blinker, she eased into the parking garage and parked. Her heart raced as she made her way back to the law office. She peered up at the sign and studied the image. The coloring matched. The dangerous snarl matched. Did the killer work here? She'd heard the Wolf and Baker Law Firm commercial on the radio, but she'd never been in the building. She opened the door and entered the lobby. The marble floors, high-end lights, and their collection of modern art gave the impression that this was a successful law firm. In the center of the floor was an inlaid mosaic of the wolf. An attractive woman in her mid-thirties sat behind a black granite receptionist's desk. Her blonde hair was stick straight and hung over her shoulders. She was dressed professionally, and while pretty, she gave off a hard-as-nails demeanor. She is the gatekeeper to the office. People had to get past her before they could see a lawyer. Tasha Newton gazed at the woman who entered the law firm. Tourists and homeless people sometimes asked to use the bathroom. It was her job to politely inform them that only clients and workers of the firm were allowed into the bathrooms. This woman was dressed for a day at the beach, not for an appointment with a classy lawyer. She didn't belong here. Lexi made her way to a wall plaque that listed the lawyer's names. Was one of those men the killer? She crossed to the middle of the room and took a picture of the wolf mosaic with her cell. Tasha was surprised by the woman's audacity to take a picture and called out, Hello? How can I help you? Tasha asked with tight lips. She pressed the hidden button to have security send someone down. 
Lexi looked over her shoulder and shoved the cell into her pocket. Oh, hi. She made her way across the lobby. I love the sign out front. She pointed towards the mosaic. And the mosaic is incredible. Tasha twirled the pen in her hand. Thank you. Do you have an appointment? I'm sorry, Lexi gave her a smile. I'm an artist. I heard about the wolf mosaic in my art groups. When I spotted your sign outside, I realized that this is where the mosaic is. I thought I'd pop in to see it. None of this was true, but it sounded good. Tasha's tight lips turned into a smile. Thank you. I'll let the owner know that his mosaic is popular among the art scene. She fiddled with her necklace. Lexi's mouth went dry when she saw the necklace. It was an original that Anna's husband had designed for her for their 10th anniversary. What the hell? Your necklace is beautiful, Anna said. A trio of pearls on a bed of Australian opal hung from a chain. Tasha brought her hand to her chest and fingered the necklace protectively. Thank you. Josh, the security guard, came and stood beside Tasha's reception desk. His hands were clasped in front of him. Lexi had to get her hands on the necklace. Would she get a vision or something helpful by touching it? I have a friend who designs jewelry. Do you mind if I see how the pearls are set? Tasha was reluctant to let the woman see it. But with Josh there, she didn't see any harm. She lifted it over her head and handed it to Lexi. Lexi turned and looked on the back of the gold setting. Engraved in the gold was Anna and Mark's anniversary date. She closed her eyes and tried to get a reading from the necklace. A storage armoire, plastic boxes, and file cabinets flashed through her mind. Then everything went black. The next thing she knew, she was on the cold marble floor. The security guard hovered over her. He cradled her head in one hand while asking her if she was all right. I'm... I'm good, Lexi replied. She pressed her fingers to her forehead. What happened? You fainted, Tasha said, slipping the necklace around her neck again. She'd never seen anyone faint before. We've already called 911. What? Lexi shook her head. Did I hit my head? No, Josh said. I caught you as you went down. Wow, she glanced at him. Thanks, but if I didn't hit my head, then I don't need an ambulance. Lexi started to get up, but a wave of dizziness swept over her. She sat again. The cold marble floor actually felt good. She glanced at Tasha and asked, Where did you get that? This is my necklace, Tasha said. Her tone was hard and edgy. Josh offered Lexi a hand. She slowly stood. She noticed a few lawyers standing by the elevator. They were looking at her. Great, she thought. They probably think I'm trying to run a grift on them and sue them for falling. She refocused on Tasha. That's not what I asked. Who? Who gave it to you? That's none of your business, Tasha replied angrily. Lexi leaned on the counter and said, That was stolen from a crime scene. A murder scene. You know, by the serial killer who just announced his presence to the world by murdering someone on video? I'm sure you've heard about it. You need to tell the police who gave that to you. Tasha's eyes went wide. She took a few steps back, clutching the necklace. She admitted, No one gave it to me. I found it. 
Lexi chuffed. Well, I hope he doesn't come back for it. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I hope you enjoyed these chapters. New episodes drop on Tuesdays and Fridays. To keep up with the various novels and authors that we feature, you can follow My Secret Obsession on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Cherish Lively, or visit the website at tinyurl.com slash Cherish Lively. Goodbye.